All right. Hello and welcome to another episode of Heart and Hustle. Visionary healers, movers, and shakers. And I am your hostess, your magic maker, your passion instigator. Your your everything. I'm your everything. <laughs> Paul I Reese here. And um with another episode of this fifth year of Heart and Hustle. Uh, these great interviews with with people who are creating change in the world, who are living their passions and dreams and helping others move into their passions and dreams and health and wellness and magic and all those beautiful things. So thank you for being here. I'm so happy you are here. And today I get to introduce you to Renee Reed is here from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, where I, I was not too far away from you just last week, but I didn't know that. <laughs> anyway, welcome, Renee. I'm so happy. We have been trying to do this for, I don't know, like six months or something. Yes. So, so. happy to be here. Yay. Yay. So Renee um, works with, uh, she's a, a life coach for people with diabetes or pre-diabetes and actually, you could tell us a little bit more about that, but I'm really excited to hear about this because this is so, so important. This is so good because oh, I know yeah. people with diabetes and you're helping them reverse it. Yes, that is the plan. <laughs> yes. Right. So tell so, us a little bit more. Um, I am the uh, founder of the Diabetic Toolbox. We are a health coaching um, organization, and our mission is to um, reduce the number of amputations and the number of people who die each year due to complications associated with type 2 diabetes. Wow. So I am a certified diabetes life coach health style coach, lifestyle coach, life coach, and yin yoga teacher. <laughs> oh, okay. And I, I am a life coach and a yoga teacher and a belly dance teacher and all those things too. So that's great. Oh, we are so like, we're out yay. to create lots of change in the world. Yes. Um, so I want to know about your journey. I want to know how you got to working with diabetes. Well, um, unfortunately, we have a family history of diabetes, and I kind of ignored it until I was diagnosed with prediabetes. Which was um, when? How long ago was that? Um, five years ago. So went to the doctor, you know, for a regular checkup like we normally do each year and got a call, you know, after my blood work. And she started with, uh, your numbers don't look as good as we'd like, mm -hmm. which <laughs> who wants to hear that after? Right. <laughs> That's a little scary right there. Right. So um, she told me I was pre-diabetic and I knew that, you know, I had gained a lot of weight. Um, I was living, worked in social services. So I spent 90% of my time in my car doing home visits and, you know, court do, um, accompanying my clients to court. Um, so eating was my eating was horrible. Oh my gosh. I lived through drive throughs and by the time I got home, who wants to, you know, work out? I was literally just falling on the sofa and going to sleep. So I gained a good 
55 pounds. Um, and yeah, so my numbers were awful. My that's, cholesterol. That's, that's like emotionally draining and physically draining. Yes. Even though you're not doing a lot of physical work, you're driving and doing, oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Imagine. So, right. So, you know, I'm working in social services and I'm working with families that are in crisis. Mm-hmm. And I, um, sometimes carried that crisis with me. So I would, you know, eat my feelings away. Uh-huh. Big emotional eating eater, which also runs in my family. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I tried for about a year to do it myself. So I'm like, well, I should be able to just, you know, figure out what to eat. I tried all the diets. I tried the prepackaged foods. I tried, um, you know, eating within a certain time frame. I tried, um, you know, having two shakes and a meal. <laughs> I tried everything and they all worked, but it, it wasn't sustainable. Right, right. You know, and I just remember crying like a year after I got diagnosed. I got this box of food in the mail and, you know, I set it on the table and I just cried because I'm like, I can't eat like this for the rest of my life. And that's when I found my coach, Leslie. (laughs) So she helped me to, um, before I started working with her, I said, I'm just gonna eat the foods that I enjoy, but not until I'm stuffed. That was my plan, just not to eat till I was stuffed. Right. <laughs> and um, and I'm going to walk every day for 30 minutes. And that's what I did. So before I started working with her, I had already lost about 15 pounds just right. doing that. Um, but she really helped me to work on my mindset mm-hmm. um, and my relationship with food. And so that's what I try to do with my clients. That's my goal to help them heal that relationship with food and also to lose weight, to ditch the diet culture right? and lose weight, eating the foods they love. Yes. That's it. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Well, that's so important because there is this crazy freaking diet culture that we have. And, you know, I, I've been following that kind of thing for years, not, not for me personally, but just seeing how crazy this diet culture is Yes. and, and how the media makes us want to think we need to look like this and what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's healthy, what's not healthy. Right. Uh, and, you know, and the whole idea of, um, what am I trying to say? Feeding for, uh, self-healing which yes which is not quite the way to go (laughs) right (laughs) Uh right that's exactly right like I I my goal is to teach teach everyone that I get to come in contact with how to use food the way it was intended Mm. to nourish us to give us strength um but not to pleasure exactly there should be pleasure in eating and I think we've just sucked that right out because we're too busy counting carbs and counting you know calories 
Um, and I want to teach people how to eat the foods they love um, and not use food to self-medicate. Right. Well, and, and somewhere in there, though, there's got to be a fine line between foods they love and foods that are not so healthy. Yes. I mean, somebody like, might like, you know, eating cheeseburgers all the time, and that is not okay. <laughs> And that's the, um, you know, the one of the things that we teach is more um, cooking at home um, and really starting to enjoy putting though, even if you are a single person, because I have clients who are single people and they're like, right. but it's so much, you know, it's easier to just go out and grab something. But, you know, I try to teach we can cook this meal and then we can take half of it and you can take it for lunch the next day or have it for dinner. Um, so you can bat we can batch cook. Oh, um, I am the queen of leftovers. <laughs> I love to cook and I cook a lot. And right. And you would be surprised how many people are like, well, I don't like that, so I don't eat it. And I'm like, well, let's just try it. You know, let's find a recipe that's easy for you. Mm -hmm. We'll make it together and let's try it. And so they might have been eating cheeseburgers all the time. <laughs> and then they realize, oh, well, I can, you know, roast these veggies in the oven and have um, baked chicken and it's good. It's a meal. And I feel satisfied. Yeah. 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 And of course I'm vegan. So not, not the baked chicken, but, <laughs> but something akin to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it can be healthy and whole and pleasurable and delicious. Yes. It is changing your taste buds. Right. Yes. Changing your habits and your, your, what I find so much is, um, we grew up with certain foods. We grew up with yes. certain tastes. And changing those can be difficult. Yes. You know, one of the things I like to do is, like, my family's from the South. So everything is covered in gravy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, danger, danger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, hence the diabetes. So um, oh, everything is right. covered in gravy. We've got rice and potatoes. And so one of the things I like to do is have a client, you know, what was your favorite dish as a kid? And we take that dish and we figure out how to make it in a healthier version of it. Sure. Mm -hmm. So they can still have it and have that great memory of it but eat it in a healthier way. Nice. Oh, it's so important. It's so good. Um, so what has been, so you were diagnosed with prediabetes. So where are you on that now? So I was, with Leslie's help, I was able to reverse my prediabetes. Yay. Yay. I lost 45 pounds. Woohoo! I know. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, and then I decided that I needed to help other people. I realized that a lot of our clients that were coming to us not only had 
um, mental health issues, but they also had physical issues that we were not addressing. Mm -hmm. And that's originally why I got certified as a diabetes lifestyle coach to teach them how to. So, so yeah. So do you find um, that many people just want to listen to the doctor and take the medicine? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. And not change their eating habits, not change their physical activities and just say, oh, the doctor said, take this and I'll be fine. Or I yes. can't reverse this. So just take these drugs until you drop dead or. Right. Mm -hmm. And so many people don't realize it's so easy to change with your food. Yes. And with your activity. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to tell you. No, because, you know, a lot of people want to do things the easy way. I don't try to talk them out of that. Everyone, you know, has their own journey. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I actually just did a podcast about this a couple of weeks ago. Should I take the drugs? Oh. <laughs> oh. And the only thing that, you know, I didn't try to um, take that stance where, no, you should just work out and eat right and do... Because everyone, you know, like I said, has, has their own journey. But my concern is that you can't take these drugs forever. Uh -huh. And if you don't change your mindset around food, or if you don't have the support you need uh -huh. to, you know, if you don't create an environment where you're thriving and able to maintain this journey then the weight's going to come back and who wants that yeah. <laughs> yeah so I encourage folks that if you are going to take the medication continue to work on your mindset your relationship with food gather those natural um, and um, professional supports around you and you know create an environment where you're thriving Nice. That's so good. That's so important. That's like yeah. one of the most important things, right? Surround yourself with uplifters, surround yourself yes. with people who inspire you, who uplift you. Right. And, and you know, go out and search for that. Yeah. Don't, exactly. don't, don't need to fall back into the old patterns. It's time for a change. And that's what happens, right? We lose weight, but we don't change our environment. Or we don't change the people that we're associated with. Mm -hmm. And they might be like, oh, you know, even with me, my coworkers, um, because diabetes is a disease you don't want to tell people you have. There's so much shame around it because it is considered a lifestyle disease, which means you have it because A, probably because of your family history and B, because of the way you live. Interesting. I never thought about it in those terms, but that yes. makes sense. Yeah. So, so many people are, have diabetes and they don't tell anyone, you know, parents have diabetes and they don't tell their kids. My mom was diabetic for, I don't know how long I just happened as an adult walk in on her while she was giving herself a, an insulin shot. Like I had no idea wow, wow. that this was even part of our family's medical history. Um, so 
it's so important that we that parents and grandparents that they share that medical history with their kids. Yeah. You know, because they're walking, they, you know, it's a ticking time bomb when you don't share it. But yeah, people don't change their environments. And so. Well, and that's so important too, is not just the sharing, but the asking for support or asking for help or asking for yeah. acknowledgement, you know? Yeah. And I'm so afraid of that, but yet we crave that. We crave to be seen and heard and supported. Right. And I've had families where the mom started working with me and then her husband's like, well, what are you doing? You know, why are you walking instead of watching, you know, TV after dinner? <laughs> oh, God, please. Get outside you know, and take a walk. Right. right. <laughs> and then he's like, well, I'll go with you, you know? And, and that's the other thing I think we have to understand is that we are not, just because we have a family history of diabetes does not mean that we have to succumb to the disease. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what I was talking about earlier is like, okay, I'm just going to listen to my doctor and I have this and there's nothing I can do. No. And that's not the case at all. So I'm not going to take care of myself. I'm not going to quit eating this thing or this thing. And I, anyway, (laughs) I get so passionate about this stuff. I know. I mean, when you think of the, I think there's 88 million people in the U.S. who are pre-diabetic and some of them don't know that they're pre-diabetic. There's a rising. It's not uh, so hard to reverse that. It's not so hard to take control of your life. You, You fall into a habit of eating this thing and not doing this thing. And, oh, I'm like invincible or I am my disease. Oh, yes. Yes. A lot of people think that. Yeah. How are you? I have, I'm diabetic. Oh, right. What? Well, that's so, <laughs> right? So. Yeah. So it's reversible. It's definitely reversible. Oh, you're doing such great work. Oh, that's so good. So really quickly. So what do you do for yourself? So I always love to ask my interview interviewees, like, what's your self-care rhythm or what is it that you yourself it's so funny you said that because I went to get my hair done and my hair stylist that I've known for I don't know 30 years she's like you're so prissy I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) because I believe in you know I hair not just um my outer appearance which is really important to me so I work out daily um and uh yeah (laughs) and I you know get my hair and nails done and I love facials and massages but I also have um part of my self-care is daily journaling Mm, I love you (laughs) (laughs) and I do a daily brain dump so every day for 10 minutes I just write whatever is I'm thinking sometimes I'll go back and read it and go ooh, (laughs) and sometimes it's just good to get it out and get it on paper totally totally I'm so all over that I teach journaling and writing so yes love it very important very important and it's just such a simple act of self-care 
Yes. Because what yes. am I, I always say that thoughts become words become things. Yes. Right? But you got to get it out of here. You got to get it out of your body onto the page and then either step into it or release it, whatever, which way you're going with that. Thing. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, so that's what I do. <laughs> good. Good. Good on you. Well, you are glorious and gorgeous and doing beautiful work. And I'm so glad that you found your path. Yes. And that you are here to help others step into their own self-care and nourishment and health and well-being. Yes. To make the world a better place. Yes. I think if we were healthier, we'd be happier. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. I would be a better place. Yes. It's so good, Renee. Awesome. Well, thank you for spending time with me today. No, thank you. So happy. I know. We finally did it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. We did it. We did it. And, you know, again, your work is beautiful and really, really important. So any of you who are experiencing these these issues with prediabetes or diabetes or you have questions, you know, I'll give you all the uh, Renee's contact information as well. Um, and, but step into it, you know, ask for help, ask for support, get educated, get the knowledge, make the changes, do the work to make yourself a healthier, happier person to live with more joy. And, you know, that's what we're here for. We're here right. to live a good life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. And thank you, everybody out in heart and hustle land. Thank you for sharing yet another episode. Are you guys kidding? This is like, I don't know, what are we on? We're on 170, 60 or 50 or something. (laughs) It's been a long time and I love it. I just love bringing you these, these people that I get to meet. I'm so excited that I get to meet you, Renee, and see what other people are doing in the world because it's so exciting. It's so inspiring. And, um, and thank you all out there in watching us. And if you have any questions for me or for Renee, for Renee, bring it on, bring it on. All right. Until we meet again, many blessings.